Eileen, you're on Carrie Miller. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Hi. Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And one of the best ways to do that is by being adventurous, stretching our boundaries, and exploring new and fascinating sites. That's why I'm especially excited to introduce our guest today, Carrie Miller. Carrie is a National Geographic travel writer and a dive expert, and she's joining us today to share all about a book that is going to be sure to inspire you to jump into the deep end of life. It's called National Geographic's 100 Dives of a Lifetime, the World's Ultimate Underwater Destinations, and boy, is this some book. I am excited to get started, so welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, I have to begin by saying, like other National Geographic books in my library, I'm lucky enough to say the, the photos in this book are stunning. It's so well organized, and the information, of course, is really right on and inspiring. So before we get into the specifics of the book, though, I know you have a story of your own. You have been exploring and looking for the world's best dive destinations, if I'm right, for about a year. So tell us a little bit about your own background and how you fell in love with diving so much. Sure. So my husband and I are currently um, working on our second book for National Geographic, which is going to be focusing on dive travel, the world's best dive travel destinations. So these are places where you can have um, a good experience on land, like a travel experience on land as on, and underwater. Um, and it's also good for wow. divers who are traveling with non-diving travel companions. So we got on the road at the beginning of April, and we traveled to a new place every week around the globe, um, and we actually get off the road mid-May. So uh, everything's in four suitcases at the moment. Two of those suitcases are dive gear, and uh, we're getting a little tired, but we're having a wonderful adventure. <laughs> Wow, that does sound like an adventure. And but it, so, how did you start with diving, though? Because I, I mean, a lot of people do it, but not everybody does it to the extent you and your husband do. <laughs> well, my husband, um, my husband fell in love with diving uh, straight away, and he, I always joke that he should have been born with gills. Uh, he's more comfortable under the water <laughs> than above it. Um, I have been a longtime ocean lover and avid snorkeler. I'm one of those people who, if you're on a snorkel tour out in Hawaii or somewhere, I'm the first off the boat and the last one back on the boat. Um, but I never really started to look to diving until I got an assignment from National Geographic to go dive with great white sharks in South Australia, which is actually one of the places oh in the book. God. It's a place called Port Lincoln. It's the only place in the world that they have an ocean floor cage that drops down to the bottom of the ocean if you're certified to dive. And so that was kind of the impetus wow. to get out and go diving. And that's actually also where I met my husband because he was working on the shark boat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you saw a great white and fell in love on the same trip. It was a really memorable trip, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, now, you mentioned, though, you love to snorkel and all, but, again, diving is kind of an an adventure in and of itself, and I, my listeners are mature, but it doesn't matter with this book. You've got, I love the fact that you've got dives divided by experience level, so there's beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And I'm just going to make the assumption that many of my listeners, listeners would fall, would prefer dives probably at the beginner level. So uh, tell us how you divided up the, you know, how you 
identified which categories dives should go in? I mean, other than the fact that, you know, they're easier or, or how, what, what made you make the distinctions? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, you, the, the best thing about diving is that you can do it at any age. And the majority of divers that we've actually met on the road are in that uh, 40, 50-year-old range. Um, Dr. Sylvie oh. Earle, who's one of the, the, the premier underwater ocean explorers, she's in her early 80s, and she's still diving avidly. So it's actually wow. a very, um, it's a very uh, low-impact Sport, if you will, and one that you can, you can, if you're fit and healthy, you can do well into, um, well into your, your more mature years. And there's no, there's no uh, age where it's too late to start diving. So I would encourage anybody to go out there and give it a try. And I think the breathing underwater thing can, can sound a bit spooky, but it's the same as learning to drive a car, where you learn some theory. Then you've got some controlled practice in the shallow end of a pool, then controlled practice in the deeper end of a pool, and then you start going out into more open water experiences, and you can take it as slowly as you like. And that's why we wanted to include easy, intermediate, and advanced dives, um, because there's a lot of people out there who really do just want to go out and they want to see amazing coral and fish and marine life and wrecks, but they want to do it in good visibility, good conditions where they're not, they're not battling all the time. Um, and then there's other people out there who really want to are experienced divers and they want to push their limits a little bit more. And then that's why I included divers on the other end of the spectrum, like Antarctica, for example. So there's a little something for yeah, that, would be, that would be pushing your limits, I would think. But that's yes. wonderful <laughs> because the other thing I think, I'll speak from personal experience, as you get older, you really have to focus on, you know, again, stretching your own boundaries. And so if you haven't been a diver before and it does interest you, boy, you'll, you'll open up a whole, literally a whole new world if you start doing something like that. And as you said, you can kind of learn how to do it like you learned how to drive a car. And and who knows what you'll see down there. Uh, and then getting back to the book, one thing that I really appreciate the book about the book is that each of the dives you show the various options. Like I'm, I'm going to think mention the first one, the cathedral dive. That's the first beginning one. There's mm -hmm. options. You can see lagoon dives, night dives, reef dives, and then what you're going to see. And in that one, you know, sea turtles, manta rays, whatever. But I thought, what a great way to organize the information. Oh, thanks. Well, it's the the book is supposed to be a bucket list of some of the world's best dive sites, and I want it to be really inspirational, and I want it to be enjoyable for people who love the ocean or who are interested in the ocean, but maybe aren't divers, or maybe they're snorkelers, or or um, they they love to sail, so they have an affinity with the ocean or are interested in it, but not necessarily divers. Um, and so I've tried to include some marine life information and historical information and information about the area. But divers want information. They want specifics. They want to know depths. They want to know what I'm going to see. They want to know what the water temperature is. And uh, so you need to have that information for it to appeal to, to the diving crowd, the active diving crowd as well. So we figured pulling out that information from the text so that they can see it and it's right there, then they can use this book to page through and, uh, and start creating bucket lists so that they can go off and have diving adventures of their own. 
Well, and speaking of bucket lists, <laughs> I, I thought the other thing is not only did you categorize it by, again, you know, ability level, but at the beginning of the book, there's a map, and at the end of the book, there's a whole listing of dives divided by geography and, and level. So I thought that was really great because although my show as a podcast goes out internationally, most of my listeners are in the U.S. and Canada. And so you've got a number of dives that are further up afield or farther afield, but uh, you have a lot that are in um, the Virgin Islands, the Caribbean, Hawaii, California. Yeah, if you just look at that map, if you look at the kind of the North and South America portion of the map, you'll see this huge cluster of dive sites um, everywhere up from British Columbia um, down into Mexico and the Caribbean. So there's, there's, there's something for everybody, and there's all kinds of different environments uh, just within, within easy reach. One of, our, um, you know, like one of our favorite spots was the British Virgin Islands. Um, you know, obviously, they're still recovering, like Puerto Rico, from that, those devastating hurricanes that went through. And so when we went down there, the divers were telling us that it's like diving the, the British Virgin Islands 20 years ago because there's this lack of boat traffic at the moment. <sighs> So all the marine life is returning. So it's this really unique experience. Plus, your tourism is helping the country to rebuild. So it's a great time to go diving there. Um, Hawaii's always a favorite. Hawaii's got so much to see. Um, and then there's you know freshwater springs in Florida. There's there's great dives abound. There should be no shortage of inspiration. No, and that's wonderful. And some of us, you know, again, maybe budget would play take into play, so you can't necessarily fly all around the world or whatever to do this. But closer to home, sure. you can kind of start out and and have a have a fabulous experience. But speaking of that, if we do have the financial resources and the time, and that's one thing about retirement, you got more time. <laughs> if you really want to uh, again do a bucket list and go far afield, do you have any very special dives that might be halfway around the world that you would recommend? recommend for us on the feisty side of 50? Oh, I think the feisty side of 50 crowd would really love Lord Howe Island, which is a couple hundred miles off the coast of Sydney, but it's a short plane ride from Sydney, Australia. Um, so Lord Howe Island is this really unique, special little place. It's got 400 people who live there. They only allow 400 guests on the island at any given time to keep the numbers down. It's got two um, these two kind of tabletop mountains that are, I'm trying to do the, the conversion from meters to feet. Um, it's, uh, let's see, it's about, I'd say they're about 2,000 feet tall. The ocean is, you've got these, all these beautiful lagoons. Um, and because you've got the mountain range on the island, there's always a sheltered lagoon depending on whether, where the weather's coming from. So it's great for snorkeling as well. You can see turtles, you can see coral, you can go on glass bottom boat rides. <sighs> There's tons of bird watching because you've got an enormous amount of seabirds that come in and utilize the island. And then it's great for diving. And it is good for, um, there's some more extreme sites. Like, for example, Lord Howe is in the book. There's a place called Ball's Pyramid, which is the largest sea stack in the world. And it looks like it should be a, a lair for a James Bond villain. Um, incredible. <laughs> that's, for, that's for more advanced divers. But the lagoon diving is brilliant. And it's just a relaxed walkable, friendly, quirky place. And um, we just went there about two or three weeks ago, and I fell in love with it, loved it there. 
Oh, Carrie, well, now you've got, I mean, I've got all sorts of ideas running through my head. And especially for a, a recommendation from you, because you have been to all these places. That sounds like something that, that each of us would really want to consider doing, uh, you know, again, adding to that list of ultimate destinations we want to do. We've only got a couple minutes left, but in in that time, do you have some, you know, kind of, things that you want to get across that would make dives both memorable and safe, especially for us, you know, on the beginner side or maybe a little bit more mature? I would say just take it slowly and take it at your own pace. You can actually, there's, there's an intro to scuba diving called a discover scuba dive where you can go out and you get a little bit of classroom and, and pool theory and then you go out for basically, it's kind of like a taste of diving in a very controlled environment in a safe spot with a guide. And you can basically keep doing discover scuba dives for the rest of your diving career if that's what you want to do. Or you can hire a dive guide specifically for you if you are a little bit nervous. So you can take diving at your own pace. You don't need to, it it doesn't need to be this kind of extreme experience. You can really go out and take a look at what's happening in the marine space and enjoy this unique world that not many people get to see. Um, And it's never too late to start diving. It really isn't. It's a great sport for people of all ages. Oh, Carrie. Well, so you can jump into the deep end without feeling like you're jumping into the deep end. Exactly. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Carrie, this has been such a delight. Thank you for taking time, and thank you for creating this absolutely beautiful book. And I really have to say, if you're an armchair diver like I am up to this point, but you might have inspired me to really do it. (laughs) This book, I I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, It's going to give you goosebumps and make you want to get out there. So, Carrie, thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Well, and I am sure uh, all of our listeners learned a lot and are more than ready to start getting that gear together and booking their next trip. So before you do that, that please check out National Geographic's 100 Dives of a Lifetime. It is a treasure trove of useful information, and not only that, it is a feast for the eyes. So while you're at it, don't forget to go out there and show the world just how feisty a woman and a man over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.